1: What Should I Think About is a podcast that sets off on a lofty goal to make sense of the complicated, contradictory, confusing, but wonderful thing we call the world. Hello, and welcome to the What Should I Think About podcast. I'm Celine.
0: And I'm Stephen.
1: And this week we're trialling our little, like, bonus mini episode where we talk about Hmm. something related to the main podcast episode on this week's Supernatural, but we, you know, review some kind of Some kind of media.
0: Yeah, so we're going to look at Red Lights today, which is the film we mentioned in the podcast, isn't it? Yeah.
1: With
0: Robert De Niro, Killian Murphy and Sigourney Weaver.
1: Yeah, so it's a 2012 film, so it's actually older than I believed it to be. Um, Mm. But really, really good still, but obviously, you know, not a work of perfection. Um, However, one thing I did notice, I was looking it up a little bit, is that it was Mm. a um, Sundance film. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was like, that makes sense. It feels like a Sundance film. Do you know what I mean?
0: Why? Tell, tell me why you think that feels like a Sundance film. So Sundance is like a, a independent film festival for mm. new writers, isn't it? Or new filmmakers?
1: Yeah, it's kind of just... It just feels like it in terms of, like, it's that kind of energy. Do you know what I mean? It's not like... Yeah. It's not a traditional blockbuster. It makes sense no. that it premiered at Sundance. Um. I think, you know, films that premiere there and, and get buzzed there then take off quite well um, mm. outside of, of that. I think Moonlight might have been one of those, um, yeah. things like that. So kind of stuff on that could just be on the fringes and no one might see, but gets picked up really well um, at Sundance. Obviously, this has got big actors in it and things like that, but that still happens um there's lots and lots of occasions where big actors just choose films because they want to be in them and they have mm. their big bread-winning blockbuster films. Yeah, of course. pay the rest of that. So yeah. I mean we don't know the situation there but it did feel like a Sundance film and that made a lot okay. of sense
0: to me. That's interesting. Okay. So um mm. shall I give a quick overview of the of the plot? Yeah, so
1: tell them as this about this Sundance film.
0: Okay. So we've got uh, the main characters already mentioned the actors. So we've got um Killian Murphy is playing Tom Buckley, who's a who's a physicist. Um, apparently, brilliant. Doesn't really. It doesn't really make sense why he's in this sort of situation, working with Margaret Matheson, played by Sigourney Weaver, who is a psychologist, and she's really a bit of a um, investigator into apparent psychic mm. phenomena. She calls she's her a herself bit of
1: a, of a professional. So- a professional skeptic doesn't she a
0: professional skeptic yeah she's a debunker isn't she really mm-hmm. she goes around to various different um, claims of psychic phenomena and she basically you know dumps on them um, and she enjoys it um but there's a we get to know a bit of underneath why she's doing it I think mm-hmm. to some degree so that's quite an interesting area that we can talk about she's got her, um, her son that is essentially in a in a coma and obviously there's some there's like a bit of a twisted or tortured desire to think there's something else afterwards, but on the mm-hmm. other hand, she wants to be sure. So she's, but she's a skeptic essentially. She's a scientist. She's looking for evidence, and she yeah. she doesn't find it. Um, and then we've got uh, Robert De Niro, who is a um, a kind of well-known entertainer, stroke medium, stroke psychic, who. There was an event earlier in his career where somebody died and we, we get to know that uh, Margaret Matheson, the Sigourney Weaver character, um, was investigating him at the time and it's all been a pretty unpleasant experience. And Silver is inactive for quite some time and he's coming back, basically. Mm. So this is what's happening. Um, so they're the three main characters. There's some supporting uh, characters. But, um, but yeah, the story is really around these... Uh Tom and Margaret, um, Tom ends up with a girlfriend who is played by Elizabeth Olson called Sally Owen who also forms this little team and they're basically going around uh, finding the truth behind mm. various so-called um, psychic phenomena. So that's yeah. that's the setup of the story.
1: Mm-hmm. So then if we sort of just jump in straight away with the characters, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so obviously, yeah, like you said, Straight away, we've got our main man, um, which is Tom, the character, the physicist Tom. But then you've also got, um, you know, Margaret Matheson, but she isn't in the whole film. It's more about him, realistically. Mm. Um, she's only in half of the film. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but for, for, for reasons. <laughs> but, um, so, but Margaret, it just seemed like it's going to be a two-hander at the beginning. And almost like Margaret is more important. Um, it ends up sliding over into being more Tom's story but Margaret is this professional sceptic she's um, you know been doing this for years um, but when she was younger and her son was a child he was playing and he fell and he hurt his head and he Mm. um, has slipped into a coma and has been in that for all of that time Mm. it seems like for years and years probably decades he's an adult now Um, you know he's a grown man but he wouldn't he wouldn't know, and I mean, if he did come back, wake up. I mean, what? what yeah, would that it reminded.
0: Do? Yeah, it reminded me of a film that um, we we should do another review of because it's mm. a great film. I've told you about it before. It's called The Mind of Mr. Solmes. Mm. Uh, it's a very old film. I think it's black and white, um, mm. but it's got Robert Vaughan in it, and um, oh, I forget his name now. He's a really well-known actor. Anyway, um, he plays a, a, a guy who is who literally was in a coma from his birth, and he grows to be a thirty-year-old man um and then and they wake him up somehow they find a way of waking him up so it's about this this adult in a or this child in an adult's body and it kind of reminded me of that just like you're saying if this guy wakes up what what is he going to be like and there is no in the film there's no explanation as to you know how why she's been able to keep this person in this situation for so long without you know switching the machine off i don't think that would be allowed now yeah so so yeah that's that's margaret so so we yeah we get to know a little bit about her motivations don't we so do you think that margaret is um trying to find that there's more to life than this life because of her son do you think that's what's happening
1: i think that would be nice in if i to to use it in her sort of terms and beliefs i think i think she's pretty settled in the fact that nothing is none of this is real but if it happened to be that would be nice yes
0: yeah, so there's two parts to a brain really isn't mm. there? there's one that is the scientist the skeptic who is essentially trying to uh, debunk all these charlatans but then there's this other side of her this part of her that is i guess still maybe holding out some hope her son so she's mm. in the right field if she's ever going to find anything out about that she's in yeah. the right field to find that out isn't she
1: yeah and i think like i said i think she's kind of resolved to accept mm. that but yeah. it, it would be nice you know what i mean um yeah. when margaret's character is having her like last scene she talked she recalls a moment where she was do, she was on a panel where she was trying to disprove simon okay. silver yeah because remember this happened before and yeah. Um, she was on that panel. However, um, it was on TV in front of hundreds of thousands of people, presumably. And she, he says to her, I see a boy behind you. He's asking you to let him go. And right. she is stunned to silence, even though it's not quite right because her son isn't dead. He's just in a That's coma. Right. But yeah. she doesn't have anything to say. She has no response and she's sort of shocked by it um hmm. but what she's more mad about is not that she's mad that he i guess is such a good performer that he was even able to give her pause and she's hmm. mad about that and she says she says he made me doubt and she when she says that she's like crying um hmm. Hmm. you know like angry tears because
0: because this is where um the killian murphy cam. Uh, the Killian Murphy character, Tom. This is where he's he's really confused and angry because he wants to investigate Silver, doesn't he? He wants to find out what's going on mm. with him, but she won't touch him with a barge pole. And but that's, that's why I
1: wonder if she actually does want this to be real because, mm. like I said, she's kind of open to it because of her son, but also kind of not because, you know, to have your belief so shattered would be... Mm. Yeah, I think
0: what I think the character that she's playing is a confused and conflicted one. I think that's fine. Yeah. Um and that, that is what we see. We see somebody who is conflicted, you know, there's and I think we're all conflicted yeah, to a degree. And,
1: and Simon Silver is the vehicle to her um mm. her doubt, so why would she want to go near that again, I suppose he's and she's, vehicle, yeah.
0: He's the vehicle of a doubt, but he's also the vehicle of a of a chance that there is something else there and that's why he's so powerful yeah, so really. To disprove-
1: over her him would be to lose hope for her son as well that's right Um, but also to believe him would would ruin her belief in everything she spent 30 it years it would doing. shake
0: her her whole belief system but and, and i think we get the sense that he knows all this somehow this is what illusionists do they um mm. they work out don't they what it is about the person that they can yeah they can work with and that's kind of what he's doing that's his job so yeah he's he's a very clever very um dastardly character i think in well
1: and he's got lots of money and lots of resources. So i'm yeah, sure he does know exactly. everything yeah um, exactly so then moving on i suppose to the next character do you think yeah
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: Um, so obviously, we've got uh, Tom, Killian Murphy's character, who I think actually looks like Brian Cox. Um, well, in you this said film. that in the
0: podcast. And I think, yeah, the more when I saw it again, I thought, yeah, I can see what you're talking about. There. I'm just yeah.
1: waiting for yeah. him to start being like, <laughs> and so this is a star. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, me, and, me and my partner often make jokes, but imagine being being his wife when he's like being yeah. all philosophical, physicist y debating. <laughs> This is an existential dinner, my love.
0: <laughs> well, we can have cornflakes, or we can have Cheerios.
1: Yeah, <laughs> just everything's like that. But the yeah.
0: universe is explaining itself through the cornflakes.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway, it's yeah, just because he does all bad of, impression. I
1: know. No, it's just because he does all <laughs> of those, like you know, when they do the the um the visual descriptions of physics of physics in TV yeah. shows, and they're like building so a sandcastle.
0: So, if you're a listener, because we do, we have listeners in different parts of the world. So, if we if you're a listener in anything other than the UK, you may not have heard of Brian Cox, or you might think we're talking about the actor Brian Cox, who is a completely different animal oh, really? altogether. Um, so, this Brian Cox is a physicist, and he's kind of a popular scientist. So, he, he does a lot of the BBC programs. You've probably seen him if you've seen any of the BBC uh, mm. programs about space or whatever, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's uh, Killian Murphy. But what what do you think's the main motivation for that character then?
1: Well, we don't Tom. really know and constantly people are asking him why he's doing that. You know, yeah. why you know, why is he just sort of like driving about this lecturer um to random houses with children playing tricks on their dad so they can move <laughs> yeah. back home and like why is he lifting tables up for a bunch of like masters to PhD students or whatever? Yeah. Like, you know, He's got his own physics degree and apparently quite a good one in that she was like, you could work anywhere. Yeah. And so he's meant to be quite clever in his own right. And, you know, he could be doing what she's doing, but in a physics department, you know, why, you know, being a lecturer of his own mm. right, why is mm. he just gallivanting about? With
0: yeah. Him? I think I quite like the way they do that. So they, they make him look like a kind of, I don't know, a glorified... Um, roadie, don't they? So yeah. he's, he's kind of sat there on a little table um, while she does the, the, the main stuff. But he seems mm-hmm. quite happy about that. So, yeah, there is quite an interesting scene where mm. Margaret asks him, you know, what are you doing here? Why are you, why are you here? You know, why are you not going doing well, your this? Well, this idea
1: thing? that he's being a bit of a loaf because he's watching TV a few times as well as him. Yeah, mean. People keep right. turning yeah. it off and he's just, yeah, just sort of popping about and people are asking that question throughout. Yeah um also he but then he does seem very invested because you know when she's doing really badly in that tv interview Mm. he's just like losing it a bit um yeah you know and also he he's interestingly sporadic i suppose in the film um yeah he's he's often quite stoic and kind of just like plodded about just following Um, margaret around she finds cases he goes to the cases um you know he's 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 fine isn't he he's doing his job he's yeah seems like a decent enough guy he sees a girl that he fancies they go on a date like it seems pretty normal yeah um but then margaret i'm going to say what happens to margaret now so if you don't want to know
0: yeah, so we, we've tried to keep spoilers to the minimum. Hopefully we've um, we've given you an outline of the film. If you're really interested in the film, you want to watch yeah. it without knowing anything kind of major, then you'll have to stop or pause it now and then watch the film and then come back. Because we're, we're
1: a, 17 minutes deep and I can't hold off anymore on yeah, certain okay. things.
0: It's um, it's on Amazon Prime currently. Um, so that's where you watched it, Celine. I watched yeah. it on a DVD we've had for many years. Yeah, But yes, you can buy the DVD or you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Okay. Go for so, it.
1: Um, Margaret dies <laughs> um, Oh
0: no, you weren't quick enough on the pause button
1: <laughs> ha, ha, ha. So Margaret <laughs> dies um, And he kind of Loses his shit um, Obviously, mm. which is fine um, Well
0: it is, but I think um, that, that This is I think this is fine by the way But it, it, we're confused as to why mm. he's, he's so um, Devastated by her death I think I mean yeah, they I they understand could have why made, be they could sad. have made but... up
1: their relationship a bit better to be fair.
0: Well, I don't know. I think I think it's pointing to something else, which is fine in terms of filmmaking, I think it's fine. Mm. My point is I think as a as the person watching the film, we're meant to be a bit confused as to why why is he so, you know, so upset? I think we we would understand well, that do he you would think be he is upset. so upset. Well, I think he's upset because I think she represents to him a chance for him to find somebody and again major spoilers here Mm. but find somebody like him Mm. because what we find out um in the very last scene for sure that but there have been hints of it throughout Mm. is that actually tom has psychic powers himself and he's the only character in this film that actually does have psychic powers so I think he's hanging around with her because he wants to find somebody else who's got those same powers so it can help him explain himself. Mm. That's that's my understanding of the film. It's his journey to try and understand himself and she represents that. So when she dies, it's kind of that's his last chance gone. That's, that's my understanding of... I mean, obviously, I think he loves her as well as a kind of mentor. I think he, he's got that... He really cares about her, so obviously that's going to make him sad. But I think the extra bit is this is this feeling
1: i think personally in the moment when she dies i think he is just grief stricken i don't know if it Mm. is to do with that and also i think he does feel guilt that he didn't tell her things um and that the last thing he did was shout at her and berate her and then she (laughs) died and then he'd not told her things that he probably promised himself he would one day tell her um so i think he's upset about that um or you could read it in a different way and this is just the catalyst for his spiral into his own insanity, where he's so we, you know you could take the film as what it tells you, which is Tom is actually a psychic, yeah. Or you could read the film that Tom isn't a psychic. Tom has just started to believe his own delusions, yeah. Um, because of potentially, you know, going through a really traumatic grief experience, you know, where there's a lot of talk about you know silver having having killed that other man that was investigating Mm. him so maybe he's just going into a pit of delusion and despair and grief-stricken madness because you know there is the chance that none of this is actually real it could all be in his head that is a you know
0: i think that's an interesting reading i I must admit i'd not seen that and um Mm. i I didn't i didn't see that i i saw it the way i guess we were we Mm. were led to see it um so I, uh, that's my understanding. But yeah, I think you're right. There is a there is a possible reading of, of what you just explained. And um, I quite like that. It makes me think the film is better now than I did because of what yeah. you said there.
1: Yeah, I think... I don't know if that's necessarily what the writer was going for, but if I take that reading, I think the film is infinitely better because... Yeah. And the reason I took that reading is just because of what um, Margaret says in their last meeting as well, mm. where she says there are no real psychics there are people Mm. that lie and there are people that sort of believe their own lie yeah um you know there are deluded people and and there's nothing in between there is no real psychics and i was like i wonder if we're just being presented with the two kinds of of um of psychic we've got silver who's obviously a a true fake a liar Mm. and now tom who's a deluded believer of his own grandeur um and yeah, it's there really, are visual yeah. things, like, things do happen, but, I mean, his behaviour is erratic and kind of terrifying in that he start, you know, he's shouting at one of his students, he's like, you know, like, weird things are happening, and he's just like, his student's obviously a bit afraid and he's yeah. shouting at him he's like just, just look it's not that hard the seven cameras changing and he's like yeah. he's your student yeah. you know He just dragged him out of nowhere um
0: it's a very good point and um the more i think about it the more i i think yeah there's there's something in that i mean this relates to the podcast we we were talking about the supernatural and mm. you gave me some examples of things that yeah. had happened and mm-hmm. stories and everything and i i said well actually what you know what did happen here you know we've got a child giving a story mm-hmm. and we've got this or that and actually if you think about the bits of evidence that we're presented with in the film these are all very circumstantial things that and and uh, you know okay some birds uh, fly against a window well that does happen from time to time yeah um we've got um things that that pop you know um electrical equipment that pops mm. well that doesn't you know how but and we also, like people we do are,
1: sleepwalk so there is the chance that yeah. he wrecked his own house because he's obviously starting mm. to believe things second yeah. Secondary, I mean, you know, we do have it is obvious that Silver's manager sends a hitman out against him to just beat him up and teach him a lesson. So, I mean, Mm. you know, there's entirely the chance that there's been a bunch of things happening like that, and that's the final straw. And they're like, Mm. we'll fight, we'll just beat him up then. But they were trying to just freak him out first. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, they could easily be the people that were, you know, leaving a bird at his doorstep or like. Mm. Just trying to scare him, you know?
0: Yeah, and and if that is the case, then Silver, his last kind of few words to Tom are very, very clever because mm-hmm. he's, he's drilled into him now, just like he did with Margaret because yeah. he's worked out that Tom actually believes his own... Mm. Um, psychic ability and, and yeah. Silver is, is playing on that because mm-hmm. a lot of the effects that we saw at the end of the film mm-hmm. were were what Silver had been doing in his other, yeah. obviously done through normal physical means but that's what he'd been doing in mm-hmm. his other shows so maybe that was all part of the show um, but he recognised that That Tom was, you know, was starting to believe his own hype. I mean, it is a yeah. He was starting to stretch it a bit, I guess. But yes, you could. Yeah, you could say that. that, I
1: mean, it doesn't even have to be at the end that Silver. I mean, he might be out of his depth at that point. Of course, yeah. And and it might just be that. um, I mean, there is the chance that there was an earthquake. I mean, America does experience Mm. earthquakes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, these things are. You could be like, oh, these things altogether are unlikely, Mm. but I think being a psychic is more unlikely if you think about it yeah so yeah and and again you know they talk throughout this film they're talking about how things are faked and how people can believe their own hype i guess or like Mm. you know just simple things like a ouija board it's everybody's slight movement that move it Mm. no one knows that but it's happening so i mean there's lots of things like that that add up um (laughs)
0: Yeah no I like that I'm going to watch it again I think now with that um with that idea and that's interesting because looking at some of the reviews that I've uh, that I read on mm-hmm. the um, on the film a lot of people were very disappointed by that ending because they thought it essentially well somebody said it felt like the director had died and and jj abrahams had taken it on mm. um, and i see what they mean but but that's only if you take the reading the obvious reading of the film like we've uh, we've talked about but if, if you, you go literally if you for take what it what it tells you yeah. uh, exactly but if you look at it like you've just described then actually it's a it's a very clever ending it makes you mm. Makes you think a bit more closely. So yeah, yeah, I think I think that's good. Yeah, okay, cool.
1: Um and one other thing to mention as well that mm. I think plays into that reading for me is the fact that he just goes absolutely like ballistic on um the other um lecturer. I can't remember what's his name. The
0: Paul Shackleton character ca- the Toby Jones ca- character, yeah. Toby yeah. Jones plays Paul Shackleton, who's another um kind of parapsychology uh, professor or, yeah. or he has his own little department, does
1: Yeah. He? And, um, you know, we've seen him throughout and he's ended up getting onto this Silverman um, research experiment thing where they're going to try and, yeah, Mm. they're going to try and prove Mm. if he's real or not. Yes. And um, Tom comes in and he's like, literally like whacking him about a bit to be honest like pushing him against well, walls and again, scrubbing him on the head and like you know <laughs> it's what I mean? ridiculous it's like,
0: uh, yeah. i think this is the bit of the film that i i did feel like it had um kind of gone off into a little bit of farce i mean firstly you wouldn't if that had happened in any institution then Tom would have been uh, marched out well, at least. I think least he would have been it, on a sabbatical. I think he'd <laughs> yeah. be on a sabbatical because they'd be like, ah, oh, he's
1: obviously having a mental break after exactly. the death of Margaret. We'll put yeah. him on a sabbatical. But nah, it's all right. He can just berate one of his students to watch seven cameras and find the yeah, truth Yeah, and now. I mean,
0: he physically assaulted um, the, the, the Toby Jones Shackleton character, didn't, didn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so yeah, but but again, if we obviously there's a bit of realistic or artistic license being yeah. taken there, but um, but if we think about it in terms of character, it felt really out of character for the character mm-hmm. that we thought we had, yeah. but maybe again, if we if we apply your reading, which is mm-hmm. that he's he's slipping into a more delusional state
1: yeah. as
0: he goes, then then that feels actually a bit more like you could imagine that happening, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I didn't like the Paul Shackleton character, I thought it was i understood why the writer needed him there but he seemed too fawning for me and um and too uh weedy when it comes he was a bit of a
1: simp as what i think <laughs> yeah. the internet would <laughs> call him yeah
0: i've <laughs> heard of that what's that it's
1: when you're like or like oh yeah you're like clambering for a certain person like he kind of simps for margaret uh, i think would be the sentence like very like okay oh tell me i'm tell me i've done it margaret I, I, you, you know best but i think i've done it margaret <laughs> you yeah know. Um,
0: there's a there's a couple of scenes in there i want to talk about as well but we'll come back to that mm-hmm. um, one of them though was um was the the glasses thing when he yes. he's, thinks he's found uh mm. uh somebody who's got psychic abilities and, mm-hmm. and it's because he's Got his glasses on now. That seems yeah. like again, as a scientist, you think, um, surely he, he seems less that. of a
1: scientist and more just an excited <laughs> child. You know, he's just he like, I've done it, Margaret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, you've not, Shackleton. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it, yeah the phrase, um, your oh, what was it when he's like, take your over, um compensated or whatever the phrase is take that overcompensated head of yours and get get me in that room but he basically is just like portrayed as this dude that apparently gets loads of money to just read cards and see if people are psychic but um and they obviously don't like him much
0: yeah he's, he's um yeah he's not a very likable character is he okay mm. so any other characters we need to talk about um yeah. that relate to the story
1: Well did you want to talk about those instances you said there's a couple scenes you want to talk okay. about with shackleton but
0: um, yeah, so that that was one, and I I, I I can't say for definite, but I think that that might be referencing an actual experiment that happened, because mm. um, they do that for definite um, in the in another part of or earlier on actually in the um, in the film. So in the podcast when we talk about this, we we did mention um, Peter Popoff mm. um, and the the how James Randi who was a debunker but he was an illusionist he wasn't a physicist but James Randi would spend his time and effort um, basically debunking mediums and faith healers and um, I think he did it for the right reasons because James Randi was disgusted by the amount of money and, uh, and wealth that these people created for themselves by basically conning people into believing that they were either talking to their dead loved ones or just conning them into believing that if they parted with thousands of pounds then he could heal them of all and, sorts and of I things. And I mean
1: that's, that one's even worse isn't it like people dying of cancers yeah, and such exactly. because of that sort of thing. I mean I think Tom's character tells a story like that to Sally. Yeah. does he say it's about his mum
0: I'm not sure but I was gonna I was yeah. gonna talk about the the scene um yeah. so yeah the, the, the scene there which is really a, a replica of the actual thing that James rundy did where mm-hmm. he got uh, uh, radios to tap into the wife of Uh, this performer Mm. and actually that line was used remember I said you know if you can't hear me you're in trouble and that Mm. they actually used that line which was clearly a reference to that and that was a great scene I loved that scene that was good yeah and it really it really but it was a it was a character building scene it was a it was a Mm. more of a yeah a, a placement it was helping us to place this whole thing rather than it being the main which is what in my head I'd remembered it being Mm. the main Mm. uh, man so that's interesting how you kind of later think back about a film but yeah so that's a good scene and that actually does replicate a real event again if you're interested in the real thing that happened Mm. then go onto YouTube and uh, if you type in James Randy, I think Randy is spelled R-A-N-D-H-I, I think. Mm. Um, and Peter Popoff mm. is the faith healer who claimed to be able to cure people of cancer and all these these things and um, and yeah of course he was a complete common but what we also find is that he came back from that and made more money than he'd ever made so yeah there is this appetite to believe people like Popoff and and others mm. which i think the film does kind of point to you know it's, it's yeah. how do you how do you help people to uh see the the, the truth behind these these lies really
1: Mm, yeah, I mean, there's the whole bone thing that she says. He's like, don't talk about the bone. Then she talks about the bone. This idea of um, it's like a, a dog with a bone. Yeah. They don't want to have yeah. it taken away from them, which is not a very good convincing way of telling people that they're wrong, that they're a dog with a bone. Um, it's
0: Yeah, I mean, it is so frustrating, I think, for people who are sceptics and know that people are being um, taken for a ride and they're, they're parting with thousands of pounds mm. or dollars and uh that you know they're just being they're just being played and it must be so frustrating but of course what margaret recognizes is that people really want to believe you know Mm. that i want to believe thing from the x-files is is very much part of this it's i want to believe that this is true you know yeah no i Um, put that
1: in my notes it's that ultimately i think it's this idea of people wanting to believe and that's why i kind of came to my reading that i did of tom is that yeah that's what he wants to believe yeah Um, Mm. everybody's got their thing that they want to believe and i think that ends up being his uh
0: yeah i think that's really really cool that's a really interesting reading of it Mm. um so yeah let's watch it again
1: (laughs) uh
0: okay any other any other bits you want to say about it then so um should we give it a star rating should we do that on the uh the what should i think about bonus podcast
1: but for for now what i will Mm. say Go so i remember the film in my head i was kind of a little bit like it was my idea to do this but then i was like oh god it's a long film isn't it you <laughs> have to get ready to watch a long film mm. it's only an hour and 40 i thought it was like really? three hours in my okay. head i was like it's a three hour film <laughs> it's not it just i remember it being longer and i think that's because it very much feels kind of like episodic at the beginning mm. it does feel a little bit like some x-files time where they go and yeah. they do their yeah. bits um my housemate did say she actually she preferred it when it was them gallivanting about um, yeah. and then she was like and then it takes this to this simon uh, this simon silver turn and she's like oh i missed when yeah. they were just then it was those two and she was like but also it's just because she's such a good actress
0: yeah you miss a weaver don't you, you do because she she's so yeah. good um
1: yeah. Yeah. but yeah she was just kind of like 'Cause it does take a turn halfway through, doesn't it? It, it moves does. into a new yeah, It does tone and she was like, mm-hmm. I kinda like the other tone um that's before interesting. it. Yeah, 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 so that's interesting. And I wondered maybe that's why it feels longer than it is, because it does mm. have that tonal mm. shift in the middle where it goes from it it's a long setup. I think they could have maybe just done the first one, but they do have a couple of different instances where they keep going to different yeah. homes. Maybe they didn't yeah. need to do that. They could have cut out some of the bag um there do you know what i mean i think maybe it was there to try and build up tom and margaret's relationship because they're kind of laughing afterwards about you know this kid with his stupid music on you know shouting music and you know they're kind of laughing about it a bit so maybe it's for that purpose maybe I I actually while you mentioned
0: that i think that's quite interesting because that but it also gives you a um a sense that it, I think it questions what they're doing it for because mm-hmm. um, in that first scene where the they think there's spirits in the house, they think that the house yeah. is haunted or something, and as as you say, it's it's the kids that are doing it because they don't want to, uh, they they don't like it there. They want to yeah, go yeah. back where they came from. So um, they've they've made this thing happen, and mm-hmm. but she doesn't she doesn't seem to go to the parents or nobody seems to go to them and say, look, this is what's happening, guys. Um, She just kind of goes, oh, well, you know, don't worry about it. There's nothing to worry about here. Mm. And that makes you think, why is she doing Is she really doing this to to spread more sanity and more... um, scepticism and reason in the world because if she was then surely she would want to help them to understand what's happening maybe so Um, i
1: think she has a softness for children though i think her character does because she promises the little girl that she won't tell them if she doesn't do it again and i think she has a softness for children there though she doesn't do it to anyone else either so i don't know it's difficult maybe it's either her softness for kids that allows her to just leave it but also i don't know well, that know. that
0: gives me the feeling that she's actually what she's trying to do she's trying to find a real instance of it and that's what she's really trying to do she's not trying to educate yeah. the, the world she's just trying to find that one I person I think when she's that doing can that
1: do it. yeah when she's doing that i think she's looking for someone that can and when she's on the tv doing interviews yeah. and when she's educating the the students obviously yeah. she is so when she's in education mode she is educating and doing that for that purpose but i think when she's Maybe when she's going to homes, she is just looking for someone with yeah. those abilities.
0: Maybe. Mm. Okay. Interesting.
1: Because otherwise, why? Yeah. She's obviously dedicated her life to educating people about how these things are done, and she goes on talk shows and she does. Yeah. Things. Yeah. You know, if yeah. she, if she wasn't, if she wasn't interested, I don't imagine in educating. I don't think she would put herself through what must be constantly an uphill battle of educating people on those panel shows.
0: Yeah, maybe. Although I, I think part of her character is this tiredness. She's tired mm. of. Um, maybe she started out as a, you know, as somebody that wants to educate the world, but she's tired. She's she's yeah. been doing this for so many years that now she's kind of given up on mm. that, and she's just basically just trying to find. Yeah, she's got a job. She has to earn a living, but um, she teaches kids. But you know, does she really? You know, is that her passion? No, her real passion is to try and find. The one person that can give her some hope about her son—that's what I yeah. think her motivation yeah. is. Uh, uh, right. Okay. So that sounds to me like we're kind of at the end of this. Unless there's anything else you want to say.
1: Yeah, I suppose we could finish on. Um, do do you want do you want to give it? a so many out of sheep? Yeah, I,
0: don't know. I do. Oh yeah, definitely. How many sheep's out of ten? Mm, yeah, ten. That's sheeps out of ten. Sheeps yeah. out of
1: ten. Okay.
0: Yeah. How many sheeps um, out of ten?
1: Hmm, hmm.
0: For this movie, you're going to give it a... I
1: think I'm going to give it a seven point five sheeps out of ten.
0: Seven point five sheeps out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I would actually agree with that. I'm going to give it the same seven point five. That's that's really where I would go. And that's yeah.
1: mainly, I think, because of my like new creative reading um i think if not i'd probably have to take it if if i would take it flat as what it is it would take I'd a, a knock it down to maybe six sheeps out of 10 okay but Just yeah because, I, I think you've given but it the like, extra I, but i'd like to give it the extra because movies are what you bring to them as well as what they are written yeah. as plain on the screen and i hmm. think death of the author
0: <laughs> yeah so you've used that phrase a few times um as a uh you know, as a media graduate, mm-hmm. you know what that means. you just want to explain that to everybody else?
1: Sure thing. So, um, Death of the Author is the title of a paper written by Roland Barthes, um, or Barthes, I don't know. Um, basically, it says that... Um, so, traditionally, a lot of the time in, in reading of texts, it would, we call texts as in, like, films, movies, whatever, books, you would very, very much heavily pull from the author and what their life was and what they were doing and why they would have written that Mm. so for instance frankenstein um often was described as it was because she's a woman and she'd experienced miscarriage or child and and childbirth and so on and so on and that's you know played a lot into that and at the time they were doing stuff with electrics so Mm. you know that's played into there and god and all this um uh, so Uh, that's what kind of informs a lot of that reading whereas you could just completely ignore the fact that she's a woman ignore the fact that she ever had a miscarriage ignore the fact of electric was going on at the time what do you personally take to it what do you Mm. read from it with complete freedom to take anything yeah so we can just completely read the film as it's about a man that's a psychic that's hiding that he's a psychic until at the end when he reveals that he is in fact a psychic or we can take it as a personal reading with our own views applied to it and say um you know and, and also yeah and and we we might look and see oh was the author religious is this a religious allegory you know is this based hmm. upon their views or we could say oh personally i think it's a man falling into his own delusion and going mad and i don't yeah, need so- to find out about the author
0: Yeah, so basically you're looking at a film or you're reading a book saying, I don't care about what the author was trying to say in this piece. I'm going to put my own meaning upon it. So that's what Death of the Author is Yeah, exactly. It's
1: this idea that once the text is out in the world, it is the world that gives it meaning, not the author.
0: Yeah, cool. All right, okay. So so that might be the way that you've read it. Or um, I still think, now you've said all that, Mm -hmm. I still think it might be that the... The uh, the the filmmaker was hyper clever actually, and and that is part of what they were trying to yeah. do with that piece. Yeah, so and, and, we and don't that's know. the thing
1: we, we just don't. don't know. We don't know. Yeah, we um, don't. I I did try and look up after the fact about more yeah. about him, but I couldn't find mm. much about him. Okay. Uh, this was his last big film. Um, oh, right. Yeah, and he did a couple of things uh, a few years prior in the early twenty um, sort of naughties. But yeah, uh, this was twenty twelve, and I can't really see okay. anything else since then from this writer interesting Um, so yeah interesting
0: okay so 7.5 um yeah i still think it's a a really good watch and it relates very much to some of the themes that we talked about in the other podcast about how you might test psychic ability and so on so i think that does quite a good job of all that um and it raises some lots of interesting questions so Mm. um, yeah good well thank you very much this is our first kind of film review bonusy one we we did the queen's gambit as a as one a few weeks ago but that's kind of set, sits on its own mm. so what we're going to try and do is is find um like little partners um or little bits of media mm-hmm. that we can tag on to an episode so yeah we're going so to try for and instance that,
1: i think what might be a good one is we did do a podcast on veganism it might be good to for me to reread a book called the vegetarian which is a korean translated english book um very good translation um, was entered or won. I can't remember the Man Booker Prize. Mm. Really, really good. Um, so, for instance, we could read a review and talk about that. So that's how we're linking yeah. them. So, Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So we're going to try and do that for um, whichever episodes we can. We can't promise we're going to do one for everyone. And it depends how popular this is. You know, it could be that people just don't care what we think about these movies. So we may or may not um, do them. But, um, yeah, hopefully, if you like it, we'll we'll do more. Yeah. cool very good well thank you very much interesting and uh, thanks for listening everybody don't forget to subscribe and to share let other people know about the podcast and uh, yeah see you next time bye bye
1: What Should I Think About is an Evil Sheep production